Hey friend, thanks so much for meeting me here at Frothy Monkey in beautiful downtown Franklin, Tennessee. It's a great place to get a good cup of joe and share together in some good conversation. Anyway, be looking at the menu. I know you're new here. Decide what you want. Text it to me. I'm going to go ahead and get in line and place our order. Hey, you're listening to Guat Rocks, God, the world, and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, always advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Episode 109, Revelation chapter 7, signed, sealed, and delivered, I'm yours. This is a continuation of the series, Plain Revelation. Beginning in chapter 7, it says, After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth restraining the four winds of the earth so that no wind could blow on the earth or on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel rising up from the east who had the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were allowed to harm the earth and the sea. Don't harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we seal the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the Israelites. 12,000 sealed from the tribe of Judah, 12,000 from the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 from the tribe of Gad, 12,000 from the tribe of Asher, 12,000 from the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 from the tribe of Levi, 12,000 from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 from the tribe of Joseph, and 12,000 sealed from the tribe of Benjamin. After this I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, and along with the elders and the four living creatures, They fell face down before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, Who are these people in white robes, and where did they come from? I said to him, Sir, you know. Then he told me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God, and they serve Him day and night in His temple. The one seated on the throne will shelter them. They will no longer hunger. They will no longer thirst. The sun will no longer strike them, nor will any scorching heat. For the Lamb who is at the center of the throne will shepherd them. He will guide them to springs of the waters of life, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Here in chapter 7 we see the sign of things to come. Chapter 7 is the second half of the activity which occurs as a result of the breaking of the sixth seal we saw in chapter 6, verse 12. It's a snapshot of the final outcome of the saints of God, their condition as they enter and exit the Great Tribulation. In contrast to chapter 6, which provides us a snapshot of the final outcome of lost sinners. Keep in mind, this is a strong word of encouragement for all Christians who are facing trying times. It is the sealing of the people of God people who are on the earth at the starting of the Great Tribulation, which John sees represented as the twelve tribes of Israel. The sealing of the servants of God precludes, comes before, the mark of the beast on the lost sinners. The marking of the forehead of the saints is mentioned several additional times in this book. 
The sealing signifies total authority and control over the thing or person who is sealed. It denotes ownership, authenticity, and protection. So much fanfare and hoopla is being made about the Wuhan vaccine. It's been injected now hundreds of millions of times. Yet it's still an experimental drug, and it's yet to be seen if it's in fact 100% effective in preventing a person from catching the virus. Most of the manufacturers don't even claim that kind of effective rate. Some tout 95% effective. That means 5 out of every 100 people who receive the vaccine think that they are immune from the virus when in fact they are not. No living person knows whether or not they are in that infectious 5%. So in a very real way, the trust in the vaccine to keep you safe is indeed an act of faith. Plus, with all the mutations and variations that are happening at a rapid pace, no one knows that the present vaccine will work on the viruses in all of its iterations. But friend, you can mark this down. When God places his seal, his vaccine, so to speak, on the foreheads of the saints, it will be a 100% sign of ownership, authenticity, and protection. It will inoculate the people 100% against the terrible events to come as God pours out his wrath on the ungodly. It says in Revelation chapter 9 that the locusts that came out of the smoke onto the earth were given power like the power that scorpions have on the earth, and they were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree, but only those people who do not have God's seal on their foreheads. They were not permitted to kill them, but were to torment them for five months. Their torment is like the torment caused by a scorpion when it stings someone. In those days, people will seek death and will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The seal being placed on the forehead of the saints is upfront and personal. It will be visible for all to see. It will be a simple sign with vast and eternal consequences. I think it's quite possible that the seal will be in the form of a cross. There is some evidence, both from the Old Testament and the New Testament, that seems to point to that. I've had the privilege of working with Coptic Egyptians who came to the United States as political refugees seeking asylum as a result of the Muslim Spring that brought about the fall of Hosni Mubarak from power and the influx of radical Muslim terrorists who started tracking down and killing the Christian Egyptians. Egyptian cops are the biggest Christian community in the Arab world. Estimates of their numbers vary, but generally range from 4.7 and 7.1 million. They are proportionally most numerous in Upper Egypt. The Coptic Christian Egyptians were easy targets because their parents at birth would tattoo the sign of the cross on each wrist, dedicating their child to Jesus Christ. One man shared with me the story that the radical Muslims would approach people on the streets, grab their hands, and flip their arms over to reveal their wrists. If the tattooed crosses were there, the terrorists would take their index finger and middle finger, point to their own eyes, then to the Coptic Christian's eyes and say, I will kill you. People who had the financial means fled the country, leaving behind their possessions and professions. Physicians and business owners were relegated to simple jobs here due to the fact that their credentials, education, and careers had no meaning in the new order. Friend, if you and I are counted worthy to be the saints on the earth as it enters the great tribulation, we can rest assured that God is protecting his people in every way from his rage against the ungodly, lost, stiff-necked sinners. The good news is that all Christians, regardless of where they are on the historical spectrum, have the seal of the Holy Spirit on their hearts as a safekeeping until the day they see Jesus face to face.
in Jesus' name written on their forehead that declares, This person belongs to me. They're in my posse. They are a legitimate child of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and no one can mess with them. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22, it reads, Now it is God who strengthens us together with you in Christ, and who has anointed us. He has also put his seal on us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a down payment. Ephesians 1.13 reads, In him you were also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. At the end of the book of Revelation in chapter 22, verses 3 and 4, it reads, There will no longer be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.